Ahoy, 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 ahoy. Yes, that's right. This is Nick Flanagan Weekly, NFW for short. Ahoy, ahoy, ahoy. This is Nick Flanagan Weekly, NFW for short. The podcast with the mostest. What do we have the mostest of? I don't know, books in the room it's recorded? That's not even probably true. We have the most of something. Let's see. Let's open up the, the blinds. The most light pouring in from the blinds in this specific home. Also, can someone explain to me about blinds and how to pull them up and down? you got to pull the string and put it on to the left or right and then pull it at the same time. Ow, it never quite works for me. It never quite works for me. I pull it down. They're uneven. Nobody's happy. It's not good. And it's humiliating for when I have my guests, which I don't anymore. But when I used to have my guests, they'd be like, whoa, uh, nice blinds. Can you demonstrate how to raise and lower them for me? And I'd say, hey, I'd love to, you know. And then I would. And it'd look like shit. It'd look like garbage, trash. All that kind of stuff. And it would then followed be followed by a walkout. The guest would leave and I'd have to then deal with it myself. The show, that is. And that's what I'm doing today. It's a solo episode. In case you're unfamiliar with the podcast, it's a show about uh, people, places, and things. It is a noun show. So you're going to deal with a lot of those when you're listening to this right now. Um, as some of you may have heard in a past episode, I was on Toronto Island, the island, a mere 10-minute ferry across the Lake Ontario waters that is uh, peaceful and replete with uh, a joy that is kind of obscured by some kind of gothic element that's hard to nail down. Uh, if you haven't been there and you visit the city, I know it's not quite the time that people are traveling and visiting the city, but I mean, if you just moved here and you're listening to it, go to Toronto Island. It's really the vibe that the city should have in droves. Uh, it's very relaxed. Even when they reopened the city uh, for sexy sickness commerce, uh, it was quiet. And there's a nude beach there, eh? So you go over there, show off your piercings, go and take a whiz in the, the bushes. You know, it's a good old time. And, and uh, everything was really relaxed there. It was really cool. And uh, the place I was staying, Artscape Gibraltar Point, um, is right by a beach. So I'd actually just wake up in the morning and just go over to this beach and sit down and read Stanislavski's an actor prepares because I am preparing for big things. Uh, if you want to know what big things or if you have big things planned to tell me about, weakylypodcast at gmail.com. Please write that email address and just tell me anything. Tell me what you think of the show. If it's nice, tell me about you, your desires in your heart. Fan art. I do accept fan art. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it was just really nice. I went there to write, to get on my writing track. 
and it did work. And the podcasting track, I did about three interviews uh, while I was up there, and only a couple solo episodes, one of which I wasn't even really able to post because it was uh, the sound was so bad. I forgot to actually record it with anything but my phone. I do that sometimes. I'll forget to run the logic program. I'll forget to press record. I'll run it. It's just like I won't hit record, and sometimes vice versa. I'll try to record it on my phone because my friend Simon told me to do that and just post the phone episodes. And I'll forget to record it on the phone. It's like, what will work? How can I smarten up? The answer is on some level, I can't. And I need to accept myself. And more than that, you need to accept me. So... I was there, I had a structure to my day, I, I was working on other things, and it just it just felt nice. And on Monday I came back to the city, and just, you know, it's been fine. There's lots of beautiful things about being here. But my, 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 I want to get, I want to get like a Jack Torrance job, I've realized. I want to be a caretaker of some place that's in a nice quiet area and just you know do that and then do this and whatever do some other things but you know I, I I'm starting to think I'm not cut out for the city everyone's mad at each other all the time the honking the people with the special you know motors in the cars that make a lot of noise um, cold intimidating eyes now they're above masks People who don't have masks and me being like, I guess this is okay. What's your take on masks outside? I'm pretty much on major streets rocking that outside mask, but some people don't. And uh, do you, where do you fall upon that line? If you want to support the podcast, patreon.com slash nickflanagan or ko-fi.com slash nickflanagan, the latter being the one I prefer because they can you can make one-time support payments there i'd love it i'll put the money into the podcast and just into being alive the next few months are very uncertain so if you can't i get it but i'm in that boat too <laughs> so if you can uh. we did that stream in the green zoom last night last night i was joined by maggie may who's been on the podcast pretty much everyone who is uh, part of the Green Zoom stream I do Thursdays at 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern um, on the Avail Comedy YouTube or Facebook page, some, which one of the two, uh, is going to wind up on this podcast. But Maggie May was there. Uh, she's been a guest on the podcast. James Fritz, Paul Danke, Ryan Singer, Greg Barracks. I think that was it last night. Um, if I'm missing anyone, I'm very sorry. But, uh, yeah, and it was just really fun afterwards. And then at the end of the night, after we stopped streaming, Maggie, who I guess had had a, a, little, like a little bit of joy juice, she, she went on a compliment train. She complimented every one of us. And it was amazing. It was, like, so heartfelt and, uh, like... It made us each, I feel like it made each one of us believe the positives. I couldn't believe it. I felt like I was baptized or something. Not that I've ever been. I would love to pull a prank. 
it would have been cool, I think, if at 13, I, like, when I was 13, if I'd, like, taken communion and gotten a bar mitzvah. But that didn't happen. I had neither, so now I'm just a god-free, pagan, wiccan tree worshiper who wants to live on an island. But a big part of why it worked for me, and I probably talked about this on the last episode. By the way, if you do want to watch an episode I recorded on the island, it is on my uh, Nick Flanagan and Nick Flanagan Weekly Instagrams. So, And I put it on YouTube as well. So you can watch it or listen to it there. But anyway, it was the space I had. It was a big space. And I was not sleeping in the space where I was working from. These are big deals. Can I do this all the time? How much is an office? The answer has to be free for me to be able to do this. So, help me. <laughs> I hate that my attitude is really just, help me. But they say the meek shall inherit the wor world. <laughs> and am I meek? I don't know. Maggie May in her compliment storm described me as eager which is cool, I think. Really explains why uh, singing in bands, I was always like fighting and just jumping right into the song. You know, not counting out the musical beats correctly because I just wanted to sing it. Eh. I think I miss being in bands. I've noticed singing in bands, like when I stopped doing that regularly, the amount of <laughs> real-world confrontations with strangers went up. I think that it was cathartic for me to both write songs about how I was feeling and also be on a stage screaming like a banshee out of hell into the faces of the proletariat. And I miss that. So I'm not saying I'm going back to it, but we got to figure something out. One of the lesser known projects of mine was when on Snapchat I would meticulously edit together me singing Leonard Cohen songs in like high and low pitches over karaoke tracks I'd found on YouTube. It was quite, quite the endeavor, I'll tell you. I had to like edit it all together, make sure the, they were all like 18 seconds. It was probably, it's probably something I should put on my resume. And then I'd, the end product would be intensely disturbing. That'd be the irony of it all. Um, watched so many good movies. Uh, actually, I didn't watch movies on the island. The island was really like, uh, it just felt so free. I didn't even listen to my usual political podcast thing. Like, there was no Democracy Now!, there was no uh, Majority Report, really. It was just sometimes. I, at the end of the night, I'd played this old Sega Genesis video game called Fantasy Star 4, uh, which is a wonderful RPG. It really ties into the lore and overall plot of the Fantasy Star series. And uh, I'll tell you, I'm still good at it. It requires no reflexes. That's a huge part of why. And then... Then this week... Uh, things I, I'm trying here I'm trying to replicate the, the work environment that allowed me to not thrive but feel like I was back on structure 
since I've come back, and uh, it's kind of starting, but not quite there yet. I really think a huge part of it is like, I need a divider between my bed and where the space that I'm making stuff is. As well, uh, you know, it just can't all be in the same room. If the bed is there, I'm in trouble. I'm very exhausted lately, and I think I might have to start eating white meat and fish again regularly. I still have them sometimes. I'm too tired too often, and I can't fight the tiredness and press on without feeling completely out of it and insane. So it's meant naps. And I remembered, you know, I'm feeling all bad about this. Brutal Nights, the band I was in, our last album, we had a song called Take Breaks. Guess who wrote it? Me. Take breaks. Relax. Take breaks. The first line of the song is, do not be afraid to take naps in the day. And yet I'm here feeling shame about it, you know? Um, I've gotten a new laptop stand. I'm hoping that if I am in bed, at the very least, I can, like, put the laptop stand there and try to get something done. Um, what are your tricks? How do you do it? How is a self-employed person motivating themselves these days? How is life treating you? I want to know. Weeklypodcast at gmail.com. Slide into the DMs on the Twitter or the Instagram and just let me know what's up. I want to know how you are. And can you listen to the Bill Florio interview episode? I'm proud of it. I don't know how the sound is, though. I'll be frank. Um... just like so many things happening right now it's crazy there were chainsaw guys in the city of toronto did you hear about this Ugh. there's this area called cherry beach apparently it's where they bury the bodies it's right at the bottom of the city tucked away many parties happen on that beach and apparently body burying as well anyway so this Cherry Beach is some sort of an epicenter of people who, like, actively protest wearing masks, which is, honestly, if there's one group of people I want to hang out with and party with, it is people who just, like, on principle are not into wearing masks. I just think that's so cool. They're so into revealing who they are. We all wear masks. And they're saying, don't. Unfortunately, there are real-world germ complications to this. But, hey, good on you, maskos. No maskos. Um, so they're having some sort of a rave, a maskless rave, organized by Mothers Against Masks or some place with a name like that. I tell you, why is everyone doing this? Why are we all up in each other's... Ow! grill with our opinions and ideas and organizations some of them are not worth starting others are to be clear anyway they were having some rave then there's other people on the beach middle of the day or early in the morning I don't know there's some kind of altercation between two guys it's unclear guys leave and then they come back shirtless bloody 
wielding chainsaws. <laughs> One of the maskless, the DJ of the maskless event, his DJ booth was cut in half by one of these guys. Then they're like swinging the chainsaw at everyone else. And then I have to talk to my American friends, and they're like, oh, you're so lucky to be over there. You guys really got the disease licked. And it's just like, well, you know, we got a lot of insane stuff happening here. It's not good. People are having accidents on their bikes. Babies. Look it up. Cars. It's not good. Uh, stalkers. Assaulters. They're in the house. It's bad over here. Evictions. Any second. Not to mention, we're letting, we let the strip clubs reopen. You know, because the secret lives of men in Toronto just need to continue. And, uh, so an, an employee of a strip club tested positive for uh, COVID-19, the novel coronavirus, a form of SARS. And uh, apparently 550 people were like in and out of the establishment, the brass rail, um, between, you know, when the person first reported to work and when they got tested and were positive for COVID. So, some people might have COVID from the strip club. Crazy. And then there's an article, I didn't even read it yet, the headline's like, the strip club with the COVID, they might not have been following social distancing rules. I mean, I'm not saying this is the brass rail, but it is fair to say that very likely there are forms of sex work occurring in strip clubs. And even if they're not, you know, people in places like Ontario or Quebec where gentlemen's clubs are made to, um, you know, they're touchy. They're touchy ones. It's not like, you know, in L.A. where the go-go thing. It's not like in New York where there's topless bars. It's not like in Nova Scotia where there's like one bar. And I think they don't even... There's no dances. Anyway. They touch at these strip clubs. And I don't know if you know, but these people running these businesses, they're not sticklers to the law. And a lot of, let's face it, a lot of the people going to these strip clubs are probably like cops and fucking bailiffs and judges and magistrates and Comptrollers, these types of people, big business people. So, ow. So, of course, the strip club's not going to follow social distancing rules. You might as well be like, be like, you know, some sort of. You might as well open a knife store next to the uh, no knife area. Of course, people are going to. What are you doing? Anyway, this is what happens when you reopen a city. Half-assedly. We're the most half-assed city, Toronto. We want it to be both like, both like a capitalist haven and some sort of like socialized, cool place that works. And it's a freaking mess because of it. It's so expensive. 
so expensive you gotta live with your mom even if you don't have one and um it's just so yeah that there was a stabbing on the island when i was there on the saturday at 12 30 at night there were raves you think it's all good it's not all good here so next time someone says hey you're canadian congratulations you're not the u.s yeah we're not the u.s and that's awesome we have nowhere near i mean i shouldn't downplay it apparently our cases are not so bad i still look at it like well there's ten thousand people pretty much who have died in the country this year from a new disease it's not great but it could be a lot worse um so that's great but like we're not even anywhere near the end of this why do people think we're anywhere near the end we're not oh being real with you everyone's doing stand-up shows again live stand-up shows hey you want to come to the stand-up show where is it you know that park that we have sort of like peaceful fun at yeah there's gonna be comedy there now oh no honestly i am happy for all of my buddies doing comedy that they are getting to do comedy the fact I see my mom so much just makes me not really comfortable doing that much comedy, even if it's outside. Also, uh, I don't know. These are tense times, uh, so it's just hard for me to focus on an act. That being said, I am going to be doing a virtual comedy set with a bunch of the amazing people who we do in the green Zoom with, who are my compatriots at the Avil uh, Management Company, Avil Comedy, Jessica Kelly manages us all and so it'll be me chris fairbanks who does a podcast uh do you need a ride with karen for gareth uh gareth reynolds who does the dollop is one of the hosts of the dollop podcast uh, ryan singer hilarious uh real kooky brain maggie may who i've been talking about so funny she's been on conan and on and on and i'll say their names james fritz who's got an album on a special thing records Megan Keister recorded an album with Steve Albini. If you don't know Megan Keister, you don't know Jack. And if you haven't seen You Don't Know Jack with Al Pacino and then played You Don't Know Jack afterwards, the game, you don't know Jack. Sarah June. Last I know, she was the host of a podcast with Josh Androsky. Political, stoned, cool. Funny, that's Sara June. Um, Greg Barris, very unique, very funny, very creative. Really, I've taken quite a shine to Greg Barris after doing these uh, Green Zoom podcasts that he's on. Who else? I mean, there's just so many other people. Um, Paul Denke, amazing. Uh, anyway, you get the picture. It's everybody who does the Edward Green Zoom stuff. And we're going to do comedy as part of the Nowhere Comedy Club. Friday, August 21st. I'm not sure of the time. Put the ticket link in the um, episode description as well. You can find it 
on my Twitter and Instagram and stuff, I'll be advertising it. It would be amazing if you could buy a ticket because uh, I need the support. And I haven't even done stand-up before in the new world. And, the, you know, the last time I did do stand-up, it was so nice. It was honestly the night before everything got shut down here. And it was uh, as part of the Laugh Stabish show, which I've been involved in pretty much since it started. And um, all my buddies were there, Chris Locke. Nobody was calm. Everybody was nervous about the situation. None of us got COVID, though. Thank gosh. And it was a great last memory of when life wasn't all about being worried when people cough. Speaking of COVID, Jordan Peterson apparently has COVID. COVID, eh? Um, I'm going to wait on talking about that, though. That's unfolding. So I'm just going to wait on that. But I want to say, if you're having a hard time focusing, if you're having a hard time getting in there, if you're worried about finances, if you're worried about finding a good family doctor, if you're worried about your family, I just want to say, I feel you. I see you. I hear you. I know you. And you are not alone. So keep the faith and hold your head high. I feel like I had one more thing to add. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to go. Thanks, everyone.